Everything. It's a kung fu. It's a kung fu. It's a kung fu. Hello and welcome to Everything is Kung Fu. My name is Santanu Raman. I am the director for Austin Kung Fu Academy. Today, I'd like to talk about consequence culture. We've heard a lot about cancel culture, and there's been a lot of backlash on cancel culture. Well, there is something that I heard recently that really was compelling to me because I did understand some of the arguments from the other side of cancel culture, which is, well, I, without getting too into it, it just seemed like some repercussions seemed more severe than probably warranted or expected, you know, by the public. But this idea of consequence culture, I like this wording, this messaging a lot better because the idea of canceling means like, okay, you had something, now you can't have it anymore. But the word consequence, I think, is a better word because, yeah, if you have some sort of action that you've taken or said something that was perceived in a particular way, there are consequences. This is what we teach children, that there are consequences to your behavior, to your action. And so I think that idea goes back to a very basic, basic parenting idea and an idea that I use as a martial arts teacher that you want to conduct yourself in the best way possible. And if you don't, there are consequences to it. And the consequence could be good, the consequence could be bad, depending on your perspective of it. But... The idea of consequence is, is important because sometimes we've seen in the media that, well, someone can do and say some rather, I guess, I don't want to say just straight out bad, but, but things that could be taken as offensive. And yeah there will be consequences for that. Whether you think the consequence is right or not, it's people's feelings. That's, that's what they as a community, as a group, as a demographic feel. So just be prepared for the consequences. That's the fundamental lesson is if you're going to say or do something, be prepared for the consequences. And I know many politicians are kind of aware of this and they make political calculations in their minds saying that, okay, if I say or do this, I know that there will be definitely this much of a consequence to absorb. However, that's not going to affect my overall standing with whomever. So I'm willing to 
say this and take that risk of having that consequence of alienating this group of people. So, yes, politicians make these calculations all the time. And what has happened is that the consequences for some have not been so severe that it compelled them to change their course of action. So to that end, when you have something like consequence culture happen, well, it, well, let's go back. If we have something like cancel culture happen, I mean, in one sense, it, it, what it taught you was, you know, gosh, people sure do get angry when I say this. Gosh, what's wrong with people? Why are they so sensitive? They used to not be so sensitive, meaning I used to not get so much blowback for saying what I say. Well, now we live in a more open communication society. Everybody's listening. And and people are uh, are in their communities and the communities are listening. So when you say something, be prepared for some sort of response, a consequence. Is it right? Is it wrong? Well, it just is. That's the big thing. Go, go back to the Buddhist meditation and it just is. It is what it is. Is it bad and do you wish it were like the days of yesteryear? Or, you know, how do we progress if we are so easily offended by everything? Well, that's living in both the past and the future and not addressing the right now. It is what it is right now. So, how do you proceed? I think in the world of martial arts, it's, uh, it's very, it, it can be very black and white. In the world of martial arts, if you throw a punch at your opponent, if it lands, if it lands, great. But if not, hopefully you've been trained to expect a response that my punch might or might not work. But in any event, I am ready for recourse. I am ready for their counter attack. This is a fundamental idea in any sort of combative training that here are techniques and tools Every single one of these can be neutralized and countered. So be ready for that. Be ready for that. That's the fundamental overarching philosophy with martial arts. You don't just get carte blanche to just throw attacks and have them all land and be perfect. If it happens, it's a great day in, from the standpoint of you dominating on another human being, which I don't, I don't ascribe to. But the point is, is that everything you wanted to happen, happened. And flawlessly. Great. But that's rare. That's really rare. Expect 
counterattacks, except blocks, except that someone's going to neutralize what you just threw at them, and they're going to have a response of their own. Accept that. Consequences. There are consequences. It's a give and take. So when you think in those terms, instead of this idea of cancel culture, oh, I said something bad, now, I, now I'm going to get canceled, meaning I won't have as many followers or endorsements or whatever it is. I mean, th- those are consequences of your actions. That's just what happens. It is what it is. Consequences. I like this word, and I hope it trends, and I hope more people think about it. I heard um, Mark Cuban talking in an interview. He was asked about—Mark Cuban is the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, and he was asked about what he thought of Lou Dobbs being—well, his show getting canceled— from Fox, the Fox network. And he said, you know, it's teaching us that words have consequences. And I like that he said that. I hope more people say that. Consequences. These are consequences. Now, again, people will take calculated risks and understand that if I say this controversial thing, there will be consequences. But I'm willing to take that risk and suffer some blowback because I know I can recover from that blowback. So I think that's the calculation some folks are making is that if if I have a little bit of blowback, it's okay. Overall, I've earned enough uh, quote-unquote deviancy credit. Deviancy credit means basically you have provided enough good for your audience, for the public, for your community, what have you. You've done enough good that, or, or, or enough to have a favorable standing that should you do something off, something that's not very on brand for what you are known for. And it's a relatively safe bet to say that there was a net negative. Well, you can get away with it. You can you can basically say, oh, I'm sorry, or, you know, just not even say anything at all and just let it be a blip in the radar because you've done so much good. So that's called deviancy credit. How much deviancy credit do you have? Um, and and so I think a lot of folks who are out there making controversial statements know a couple things. They probably have enough deviancy credit and also that they have an audience for their particular perspective that might not align with the mainstream or what is seen to be a more just way of speaking and being. But their tribe, their audience, who also happens to believe that, reinforces to them that you can keep saying those things 
that are very controversial, we will support you. So then you have different echo chambers. And I guess it comes to a point where it's like, okay, what is the national consensus, the national conversation behind this? And and so yeah, it becomes it becomes this kind of math game <laughs> that that you play on what can you say and what can't you say. Um, my personal take on all of this is that are you leading to anything productive? Like what are you building off of your words? Like what can what can one build and and use for productivity? from what you are saying if it's blowing off steam that's one thing that's kind of the role of like a stand-up comedian or something like that um but again if you are blowing off steam and it's for entertainment purposes and there is a global audience in that particular group that you might be targeting in your speech they're listening and they're going to they're going to respond and they may just create a movement around what you say if they find it compelling and so do you want that kind of attention will that in you know sometimes people say there's no such thing as bad press bad attention you know, all all press is good press not in today's day and that that might have been true um, a while ago, but now we have, you know, that quote unquote cancel culture or consequence culture where, yeah, you can, you can actually lose your audience. You can actually get, uh, get, uh, sponsors to leave you and all your endorse, all your endorsements, you know, fall away, fade away. So, you you wanna and and people don't want to hire you anymore. That those are real life consequences. <laughs> so um, so those those are things you have to contend with with this whole thing of bad press. Um, now, I think I, I think it can be weaponized um, where people then get into a game of holding everything people say accountable and i think that's where we're we're at or getting closer to today where people are microscopically examining everything people say um so yeah is it political correctness that's one way of looking at it political correctness that was another that was a term um from the 90s of being politically correct and there's a lot of blowback against being politically correct, but it's a different time now. It's it's a very different time. If you want to make the choice of not being politically correct, just be prepared for the consequences. That's that's all you have to think about is that, okay, if I want to be politically correct, that means saying something probably disparaging about another group of people. If you, if you need to express that so desperately, fine, but be prepared for the consequences. 
and if you're going to like that consequence and if if all that negative attention if you're going to be able to sleep at night with that consequence knowing that that group is really after you like you have you have made yourself into perhaps an enemy of a particular group of people now you might be okay with that but whatever the case is that's the consequence it is what it is so i think it's a net good thing from from a teaching standpoint from an educational standpoint as an educator myself i like to teach children that if you do good good comes back to you and if you don't do good that also comes back to you consequences it's all consequences and to think that you can live life consequence free to me smacks of of an entitled and privileged life that only only a small amount of people can really enjoy or get away with otherwise you're living like the rest of us consequences what you say what you do matters because we are now more connected than we've ever been before so embrace it i mean you don't have to embrace it but accept it this is our time this is the time so stop living in the past okay it's not there anymore and you know keep your projections of the future you know like manage your expectations on that because you have to really focus on what's happening right now in the present be present this is what's happening i think ultimately the kids who are raised around this mindset will understand this and it won't be a big deal for them like it is for a lot of gen xers and and baby boomers maybe even some millennials that that there is this wave of political quote unquote political correctness or consequence culture and the generation that's raised on it guess guess what their mindset and their outlook is going to be it's going to be probably less disparaging on other groups of people who aren't in their tribes i would hope i would hope because they don't feel this compelled need to to denigrate anybody else knowing full well being raised that yeah there's consequences for doing that so don't do it <laughs> it's a basic idea don't do it don't denigrate others <laughs> what a thought <laughs> what a radical thought don't denigrate others treat others with respect how revolutionary no not really not really we we have been trying to live by by these words but it just doesn't seem to happen so maybe now is the time it happens where we get a little closer to this idea um i feel like the more people really go inward meditate and really understand empathy learn nonviolent communication the more you do that the less you feel compelled to denigrate 
another, another group, another person, what have you. It's possible this act of denigrating others is a choice. There is no such thing as you made me feel, you made me do. That's false. They didn't make you do anything. You chose to do it. So maybe if we choose a more humane approach, yeah? I mean, I know it sounds like whatever, rainbows and butterflies, but why are you so angry? Is it, can you try to, you know, resolve and let go of this anger? And instead of denigrating others, look inside yourself and calm yourself down. How about changing your attitude, changing your perspective on things? Maybe that might be a more productive way of being rather than constantly finding flaws with everyone around you. So what I just talked about, that has been the way. That has been the way of being for decades, centuries. And now it's being challenged. It's being challenged. That, yeah, that idea, that culture of dominance and denigrating others makes you feel powerful, right? Definitely makes you feel powerful. Makes you feel superior. It's being challenged. It's being challenged. There are consequences now if you want to say that and do that and be that. It's tough, I know, because we've we've been living in this culture of dominance in in this realm of constantly putting others down to get ahead to talk disparagingly of one group or person that's gossip that's very popular people want to watch the train wreck they want in on it the drama well when it turns into drama for your real life and you know that you have upset a contingency, a group of people who absolutely hate your guts, if you're okay with that, okay. But gosh, I wouldn't be. Maybe I'm too much of an empath. I don't like the fact that I have upset people. It means I wasn't able to communicate in a in a nurturing way, what my actual needs were. My feelings were this, and there was an unmet need, and I was unable to communicate it successfully so that it could be received with empathy. So there are ways to communicate your issues. There are. There are ways. If you have anger with something, there are ways to communicate it in a way that can be received so that everybody's needs are met. But we have a culture that says, release it in a hostile manner and you can actually capitalize off of it with attention and money and status. Well, that's slowly fading, slowly fading. And I know a lot of um, stand-up comedians who've relied on that method are 
kind of railing against the new culture of political correctness, of cancel culture, consequence culture, consequence, consequence. Because if you said something that denigrated some someone else, and they're they're basically holding your feet to the fire and they're clapping back. <laughs> That's today, yo. That is today. They are clapping back. The audience can now clap back. We can heckle you. And we can heckle you on social media if you talk down to somebody. I think it's good. I think it's a net good. I think people will... I think what it does is it contributes to our sense of humanity because... I feel, this is my opinion here, I feel that we in American society don't have this strong grip on humanity. We definitely put capitalism and profits over people regardless of how we, how much we say we don't. We do. That is our culture. That is our nature. And now this idea of consequence culture is getting us, I feel, one step closer to embracing a more humane side to ourselves do you have anger and issues with particular people or groups of people on something they said or did okay fine you're entitled to that express it in a way where they can empathize with you and this way everybody's needs get met because the other way, be ready for some blowback. Be ready for, be ready for consequences. Not cancellations, consequences. And I think, I think the more we experience this, the more it happens, the more it gets ingrained into our children's mindset of how they should view and treat each other. This idea of, of aggressive competition uh, and stepping on others to get ahead, that's something that we've always done in a very sports-like mindset of you know, expressing this culture of dominance. But I hope that's slowly shifting. I hope we're shifting away from that and getting to a more humane side to ourselves. And seeing more the value of we are a team. We need to hear each other. We need to be there for each other. Because if we can make our connection strong, then what we can build is limitless. Limitless. But we have to be able to connect to each other first. And that sounds easy. It's not. Because our methodology, our history has always been about dividing, divisiveness, dividing into camps and teams and having bitter rivalries. Just look at our politics. Bitter rivalries. There is no bipartisanship. Our, our sense of being as one united front has really diminished. 
So I think the idea of consequences and having that as a universal idea could potentially be something that brings us one step closer to being a little bit more humane. And I think that's the real benefit of doing Kung Fu is the more you understand about physical consequences for physical actions, the more humane you can become because you realize like, I don't want to hurt anybody because if I hurt somebody, that hurt is going to come back to me twice as strong. I would much rather keep the peace because then everybody grows. So that's it for today. My little spiel, rant, musings <laughs> on consequence culture. Not cancel culture, consequence cultures. Your words and actions have consequences. So be ready for them.